Blog Talk Radio. show that we talk about life's problems that may break or tear our hearts apart. On Reconnect My Heart, we discuss God's answers to life's problems to reconnect our hearts back to the way he originally made us. I'm your host, Brother Prater. I'm so glad y'all are able to join us. If you have any questions, comments, if you just want us to the show, feel free to call us at 516-453-9118. That's 516 516- Four five three nine one one eight, or you can listen online at www.blogtalkradio.com forward slash reconnect my heart, or you can go to our chat room, which is available on our website, where you can send your questions, prayer requests, or comments. Also, for those who may want to see the video version of Reconnect My Heart, you can go to reconnectmyheart.com, as well as if you own social media, you can go on Facebook, or you can go on YouTube. Just type in Brother Prater, B-R-O-T-H-E-R, Prater, P-S of Paul, R-A, T-S and Tom, E-R. You go on my page or my channel, and you will definitely see uh, Reconnect My Heart Live. 
I would like to say hello to each and everyone who is here today. I hope and pray that you all had a successful, successful day. I had fun today with my son and my niece. Thank God uh, this was this was my weekend. I had fun. So just in case uh, y'all notice, I may be a little wired up. That's the reason why. Got a chance to do some jump ropes. I haven't done that in years, but I had fun. So I um, want to send a special shout out to my nephew, excuse me, to my niece, and also to my son. Appreciate your daddy loves you. So, without further moment ado, tonight, think about this. When you go after your purpose or your goal, the devil will fight you hard to discourage you or to prevent you from pursuing it. Sometimes the hardship will reveal how bad we really want it. Although the fight may be hard or it seems impossible to win, the benefits of staying in the fight will be well worth it. So on today's show, we will talk about staying focused for the fight, being encouraged during difficult times and during difficult moments, trusting God for the victory and much more in the episode called Giving It All You Got. Giving it all you got. Staying focused and fight for it. That's one of the things I wanted to uh, speak on today. Um, it's funny, and I'm going to tell you this, a lot of times uh, I, I believe in talking to God pertaining to what may be discussed on the podcast. Sometimes there may be people who may send me uh, questions. Uh, some people just want to have a conversation about certain things. So they, some people may say, well, you know, uh, can you talk about this or can you talk about that? And sometimes people don't have that kind of conversation with people where they can be able to speak about their problem and most importantly speak about the answer from a biblical standpoint from someone that may be from an outside looking in. Unfortunately, sometimes when we're in a situation, sometimes it's hard for us to be able to really see the forest from the trees because we're so close to it. That means a lot of time our emotions are attached to it. So a lot of times um, I look at this as a conversation where that way we can be able to have God within the conversation, have him to give us the answers. We listen, we give him the question, and he give us the answers or the response. And I'm going to be real with you. One of the things I realized, sometimes like Jeopardy, sometimes before you give God the question, he gives you the answer. You know, um, it's, it's mind-blowing. But that let's let us know how concerned God is about our situation. And so I said that because I was at work and God just hit me with something that's, that was really just mind-boggling that sometimes we see every day. And I'm going to speak about it uh, in a few minutes. But we speak about it every day. And I'm like, wow, I never thought about it like that. And so a lot of times what happens is we're in a situation we so easily give up on it. We, we easily give up in the midst of a situation. Sometimes when we pursue something, sometimes we go after something, sometimes it's easy for us to get discouraged. Get this. It's easy, it's easy for us to get discouraged on something that we 
just not getting involved in because of the discouragement and the letdowns that we've experienced in the past. See, past victories should encourage us for future or current victories, for present or future victories. Past victories should encourage us for present or future victories. But then unfortunately, some people don't receive that. What happened, past failures set their minds up for today's failures or tomorrow's failures. What happened, the experiences that people have dealt with, sometimes it makes them feel like, well, shucks. I guess here we go again. Sometimes people have had bad experiences. Sometimes experiences they have uh, uh, been traumatic for them or to them. And what happened, their anticipation of today's situation is going to turn out like yesterday's situation or tomorrow's situation going to turn out like yesterday's situation. And this is this is me. I believe in being honest and believe in being real. A lot of times, you know, we always tell people, you know, we just got to give it to God. That sounds that's true, and that sounds pretty and fine and dandy. But what we got to do is start telling people how to give it to God. We tell people what to do, but a lot of times, when some people are so hurt, or sometimes when people may not have had that type of support, because there are some people, I have to realize this: everybody didn't grow up like me. Everybody didn't grow up like you. I may have had a good upbringing, or I may have had friendship within my family or with family members. But there are some people that may not have had that. There are some people that may have felt alienated from certain people within their family or friendship. And so what happened is their perspective could be different than mine. Does that mean that they're a bad person? No. But what happened a lot of time, I'm going to say it like this. What happened a lot of time, their experiences in the natural sometimes go over to the spiritual. I'm going to say it like this. What happened was, for example, there's someone who may have had an abusive father. There may be someone who might have had a father that might have been physically abusive, emotionally abusive, spiritually abusive, or even sexually abusive. And what happened, a father is supposed to be a child's model of who our spiritual father is. So if their biological father is abusive, don't spend time with them, neglect them, abandon them, and then what happened when a child have grown up with that experience and then they've been introduced to Christ, a lot of times if they have not had the, the, the help or the therapy or the counseling that is needed, sometimes even professional counseling, and that doesn't mean that they ain't saved, because there are some professional counselors who are believers, who are Christians, but if they had not had had the treatment that is needed to help them to uh, uh, be delivered or recover or be healed from that, then what happened, ideal of our spiritual father in their mindset 
their spiritual father be just like their biological father. Their biological father that was that was supposed to be helping them, encouraging them, protecting them, but their biological father has abandoned them, has hurt them. Then what happened? Anytime they hear the title of father, which is supposed to be that authoritative figure that's supposed to love and protect, then they're going to think because God did not move quickly for them, they think God has abandoned them just like their biological father did. So that's why it's important for us to really just examine people and also even examine ourselves. So the reason why I said that because for us to be able to be aware and not just about, like I said, not just about other people, but even examine our own self. So with that, a lot of times it's easy for us to give up. It's easy for us to think about what happened to us the years before, the days before, or even a few minutes before we even watched this podcast. And so what happened a lot of times when we face situations, sometimes some people, they would rather not even get into the fight because they don't want to be disappointed. There are some people, they want to fight, but they feel like, well, you know, uh, 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 you know, maybe, maybe it was God's will for me to uh, uh, suffer. Maybe it was God's will. The Bible says, you know, about suffering. So maybe it's if you suffer with me, you uh, you reign with me. So maybe it's my maybe it's my purpose to suffer, to go through this, to go through that. That devil is a lie. See, even though that scripture. But that's not what the proper context is. We have to understand God's word in its proper context. That's one of the reasons why it's so important for us to get under some type of teaching, mentorship, biblical mentorship, for us to be able to coach and walk you, not just throw it at you and tell you, hey, look here, you're on your own. One of the things I always, always believe in is always say this. When we look at secular education, if you think about it, just imagine if your child say, you know what, Ma, I'm having a hard time with this lesson. I don't understand. What you want to do, you want to spend time trying to help your, your, your child. Also, you want to partner up with the with the teacher to make sure, hey, look here, make sure you ask the teacher questions. You know, don't be afraid to open up your mouth. Talk to the teacher. Ask the teacher. And then the parent responsibility is to go to the teacher to find out, okay, is there anything I can do? Because ultimately, understand, the teacher is there to teach, but the teacher not there to parent. I have to throw it out there. So with that, the teacher is there to help the student, to help the student, and not just have the textbook, but go with them, show them, and teach them, so that way they can get the understanding. That's what happened in the secular education. But in the spiritual education, what do we do? Hey, just let the Holy Ghost do it. Or just throw them the Bible, and that's it. No. The same principle that we do with the secular education is the same thing we need to do with the spiritual education. So with that, a lot of times when we get ready to go into a situation, to be honest with you, there are people that go through a situation and they say they love the Lord. But see what happened in that situation that they're facing, and each one of us face different things in our life, face different things. So 
what happened when we face situations, what we have to do, we have to ask God to help us to be able to identify him in the midst of our situation. Because God, I'm going to tell you like this, God has the answer to every problem that we face. Not some. Every problem that we face. And I feel the need to say this. I'm going to say this right now. There are some people who may Hello, can you hear me? Okay. I'm going to try something. One, two, one, two. Okay. I'm, I'm on. It's me it's once. I'm going to take a little particular thing. I'm going to see. Would it be better just for me to call okay, can, can you Can you hear me, sir? I, I can hear you, yes, sir. Would it be better okay, for okay, me to okay. go online? No, no, no. You, you can stay online. I'm, I'm going to try something. Now, see, that dirty devil, I, I, I knew it was something that was wrong. But I'm going to do this. I'm, I'm going I'm to speak through my phone as the video is still going forth. I want to make sure that everybody's still able to hear me. So one of the things, excuse me, one of the things that I realized when we as a church don't address the issue that people face, and I'm going to tell you something, some, some situations, it could be bad. Some situations, you know, people don't bring it upon themselves. Like with a child being abused, when a child being sexually abused, when a child is being abandoned by their family or by their parent or whatever like that, a child didn't choose that. And so what happened, we introduced the child to Christ, which is great. But also as them accepting Jesus as their personal Savior, that's important. But what we have to do, we have to help them to understand the benefits of being a believer, which their rights are to be helped to be healed, to be whole from whatever situation they may have dealt with or are dealing with or will deal with. So that's so important for us to be able to really just help them to understand that God is concerned about every situation pertaining to them. So with that, God is concerned. And for us to be able to look at whatever that we face, God has to answer for it. But understand, even as we get ready to pursue the answer, the devil is going to try to bring booby traps to bring discouragement, to bring disappointment, to sometimes even bring fear upon you or even threats to make you consider going back or not going forward. That's one of the things we have to understand. And so with that, the first thing I want to bring up, the first thing that really came to my attention with God is the word that God gave me. When I first thought about this podcast, the first thing that hit me was this particular word. And when I saw this word, I'm like, hmm, why? Why am I seeing this particular word? And as I began to see this word, I'm like, oh, oh, wow. I tell you, it ministered to me. Now, the first thing I want to show you, I'm going to see if I can go on here to my tools. Um, this word, I'm going to see if I can go up right here. Okay. I'm going to, for those, for those who are um, 
uh, listening online, I'm going to give you a visual, but those who are able to see it uh, on the video, you all will be able to see it. So I'm going to kind of describe to you what I'm doing. Okay, so the first thing, my screen is going to go black for a moment. Okay, so the first thing you guys showed me was this word, reward. Reward. R-E-W-A-D-R. Reward. Everybody wants a reward. This is the definition of the word reward. A return of payment for a service, hardship, etc. Also, giving recognition, given in recognition of merit or virtue, etc. And then the other terminology is a prize, something that is given, something that is earned, something that is earned, not just given, but something that is received from a service, hardship, get that word, hardship, and also in recognition of a merit. That word reward, I was like, hmm, why is that word sticking out to me? And when God showed me that word reward, he showed me some key things within the word reward. W, let's see, R-E-W-A-R-D. The first thing that God showed me about the word reward, he showed me this word right here. I'm trying to get my mouth together. He showed me this particular word right here. In the midst of the reward, he showed me this word, war, W-A-R, war, war. First, we've had the word reward, and inside that word reward is the word war. A war is a fight. A, a war, sometimes there are casualties in war. Sometimes there are blood, there are sweat, there are tears inside of a war. But the key thing what we have to remember, in the midst of the war that we're going to fight, we're going to not just survive, but we're going to be victorious. Understanding in the war that we fight, in that personal war that you're dealing with, it's going to take everything within you. It's going to take everything within you to fight like never before. There was a song that we used to always sing when we were kids at church, uh, I'm a soldier in the arm of the Lord. Okay, that's fine and it. But in the midst of that war, I'm on a battlefield for the Lord. In other words, this right here, this will take everything that we have to help us to be able to understand that what we are going forward for and to, it's going to take everything that we have. It's going to take the blood, the sweat, the tears. It's going to take every strength. It's going to take everything within us to achieve what we're trying to obtain. So I saw that word war, W-A-R. But also, after I saw that word war, 
Also, after I saw the word war, I'm I'm trying to get my mouth again. Okay, I saw this word right here. Ward. W-A-R-D. Ward. For those who are in correctional facilities, uh, who work for correctional facilities, ward. That is a guard. We are guards. We're called jailers, guards, um, correctional officers, all that stuff. We're we're called that because we're there to guard, protect those inmates. Now, the thing that caught my attention Lord, in other words, what we're fighting for, what we're in war for, it is guarded. It is for our protection. Get this. It is for our protection to fight for what we desire. Why is that? That sounds crazy. If it belongs to us, then what's the purpose of us fighting? Well, I'm glad you asked. Understand. If it was no guard at what we're fighting for or the goal that we're trying to uh, receive or the prize that we're trying to receive, if there was no guard or no ward in the reward that we're looking for, that means it's easy accessible for everybody else. You get that? It's easy, it's easily accessible to everybody else. So. Going back to the web. So understand what you're fighting for. This is for your benefit. So that way, not everybody can get to it. Everybody does not have access to what you're fighting for. Everybody does not have access. So that's why it's going to take everything within you to fight for it. Fight whatever. Whatever that you are trying to get, it could be your healing, it could be your uh, uh, your goals, your dreams, your ambitions, it could be your desires. You could be fighting for those things. It is for your benefit to fight for it. If you think about it, just like a caterpillar, a caterpillar lives its life until it goes into the cocoon. The cocoon is where they end up having, they call the word metamorphosis or change, transformation. But what happens if that that caterpillar that's now in the cocoon does not fight, does not go at war with that cocoon, what happens? It will die. Why did it would die? If somebody go in to try to rescue that caterpillar that's inside that cocoon, see, the transformation is complete. Pillar has fought out of that cocoon because that cocoon is there to exercise every muscle because now it has been transformed. You look at a caterpillar, and then you see a butterfly. Caterpillar, butterfly. The caterpillar is before the war. The butterfly is after the war. And if you notice, 
a caterpillar, all caterpillars just about look the same. They're all green. They got short legs. They're a little chubby. But after they have gone into war and gone into going to that purpose, the purpose of them not just going into the cocoon, the purpose is to go into the cocoon. But their destination is to come out of the cocoon. Their purpose is to go into war and to, they're more, see, they're going to do more than just survive. They're going to do more than just barely live. They're going to have the abundant life. In other words, reach their potential and their purpose after they get out of the cocoon, after they get out of the, the war zone. That caterpillar is their war, excuse me, that cocoon is their war zone. But God designed and made them to come out. And so if someone get that caterpillar outside, get the caterpillar out of that cocoon before it has developed, then it will not, it will not exercise those muscles and the fight for them to not just get out or even to fly, but to exist because they're no longer designed to crawl like the caterpillar. They're designed to fly like the butterfly. That's their nature. That's who they are. That's their identity. The war is there to change, to change their method of functioning. A caterpillar walks, excuse me, a caterpillar crawls into a cocoon. The caterpillar is making a cocoon. The caterpillar crawls before the cocoon, but what comes out of the cocoon is a butterfly that's able to fly. So that's what we have to understand. We have to understand that it is our purpose to not just go into the war zone but to come out of the war zone, change and with purpose and be able to fly, not just fly in the natural. In other words, in your war zone, in your cocoon, you're able to see God personally in your life. In other words, being able to see what God can do for you and what God has done through you. There is a change that transpires. But what the devil tries to do, the devil trying to make you, look, trying to get you out of here. In your mind, oh, you better not go into that war zone. You better not go to cocoon. You you might die. You know, you might die. But God never designed for you to stay right where you at. Now, true enough, we all have had some hardship. We've had some disappointment. We've had some letdowns. But you know what? Always, I believe in this. We've had letdowns. All of us have had personal situation that transpired in our life that has hurt us, that has been tragedies, all that stuff. But the question I always think about is what we're going to do about it. Okay, we can shed some tears. Yes. Yeah, I was talking to a great friend of mine, Derek Richardson, and, and his wife today had a great time. And they began to, he began to remind me of the hardship I dealt with. And I began to think, I'm like, my goodness. But one of the things I had to think about, in the hardship I've dealt with, my question I always had to ask myself what I was going to do about it. I can stay there and cry forever, 
But if I say that and cry forever, I'm going to miss the purpose and plan that God had me to be in. Because those situations were designed to be what? A distraction. A distraction to stop me from coming out of the war zone. It was designed to stop me from coming out of my cocoon. The devil, listen here, the devil didn't mind you going into your cocoon. The devil wanted to make sure that you gave up so that way you won't come out. The devil did not want you to fight. Understand, that's the purpose. That's the purpose of a caterpillar. That caterpillar is designed to go into that cocoon and fight to come out different than what it got into. It is our purpose. And get this, God invested more in us than he did in the caterpillar. We have his nature. We have his spirit. We have the Holy Ghost living in us. Think about it. And we have his word. And he has given us at least one spiritual gift. He has given each and everyone at least one spiritual gift. Now, unfortunately, some people don't operate in their spiritual gift. Some people may not know or be aware of their spiritual gift. But in the midst of that, God has invested something into And get this. There are some people, they ain't even saved. But God has given everybody a spiritual gift. The Bible tells us gifts and callings come without repentance. But it's our responsibility and understanding that you will not reach the full purpose that God has for you, even though he has invested a spiritual gift within you. You will not reach the purpose and plan that he has for you unless you surrender all to him. So it's going to take everything in us to fight. And you know what? Like I said, it's a good thing. God wants us to be that well-rounded bodybuilder. God wants us to be that well-rounded bodybuilder to make sure that we operate in everything that he has for us. God wants us to not just be that bodybuilder that we have big biceps but a flabby tricep. God wants us to make sure that we're able to function. Be, look here, be that prize fighter. Like I said, be that bodybuilder where you see the six-packs and the eight-packs and the deltoids and the biceps and your triceps, they're formed. They're, they're, you see the cut. You see your deltoids, all that stuff. He wants you to be well-rounded in every area. In other words, lacking nothing in your life. God wants you to be complete and made whole. So that's a great benefit for us. It is a great benefit for us. So when it comes down to the purpose and plan God has for us, we got to fight. And like I said, even in that personal situation that you dealt with, God has a word for you to help you to not just go into the war zone, but to come out and get this. I think about this all the time. The wealth of the wicked is laid up for the righteous. So in other words, what the people who ain't saved, who ain't who ain't living right, who ain't even acknowledging God, all their riches, guess what? That's fine and then they got it. Look here, they might have worked for it, but you know what? I'm gonna enjoy it. Because what they doing and they don't they ain't even saved, but what's gonna happen? The purpose and plan that God has for me. I'm going to receive it. They can work for it. They can make interest off of it. But guess what? It's going to come to me. 
One of the things I think about, even um, I mentioned last week when the spies was looking over at the promised land and the 12 spies, but 10 of all men, they're going to crush us like grasshoppers. But it was those two. I believe it was Joshua and Caleb. They said, you know what? No, we can take this. We can stop them. Them uncircumcised Philistines, oh, they own our property. See, the promised land was promised to them. Get that. God already made the promise to them that it's their land. All they have to do is receive it, but have the perspective of God, not based upon their spirit, based upon their physical sight, but based upon the spiritual sight of what God told them. That's the same thing what we have to do as believers. We got to have the perspective that God has and see things as God sees them, not how it looks physically, but how what God says in the spirit, what it is, because think about it. There may be some giants that you will be facing in your war zone. There may be some Goliath. You might be feeling like little David, but guess what? David had enough with him. David had what was with him. David had something that he was skilled in. He had that slingshot. Look here. That might have been making some people laugh, making make them feel like make you feel like, well, you know, that little boy, he can't do nothing. But he was skilled with what he got. And understand, what you got is enough to fight that Goliath in your life, in your war zone. God, let's hear, God knows what you have, what you don't have, and he knows where your skill levels are. And that's what, that's what God's going to use. God, look here, that's why you specifically, God have you and made you the way that you are. Your character, your nature, look here, he, he can work with that. Look here, it's your responsibility to use what God gave you. Think about Moses. Think about Moses. All he had was a rod in his hand. That's what he thought about. But God told him, hey, stretch out your rod. And what Moses had in his hand, all he did was obey God, and he stretched it out. And what happened? The sea parted. He was able to, him and the millions of the Israelites were able to walk on dry land. Their safety was were through dry land, but what happened after they walked through the dry land, when the enemy came, the water fell over and, and drowned the enemies. But understand, they were able to see the power of God in the war zone. So, of course, it may, be cra- it may sound crazy for God to tell us to do something that, I don't know why he told me. But guess what? God will use the foolish things to blow our mind. Also, if we if we did it within our own ability, then we would get the credit for it. But see, God want to use what's in your hands. But what's going to happen is that it's going to take everything within you to fight. And that's what you're supposed to do. We can't be scared. We can't be timid. Because the purpose of plan God has for us is for us. But what happens if we allow the devil to stop us from being able to be fearful, being scared, and I'm going to say it like this, there may be some people along the way that you may lose. One of the things I found out, I found out successful people lose people along the way. There may be some people that may be doubters. There may be people that 
you know, you start off in the beginning, you start off before the war zone, but in the middle of the war zone, their true character or their true identity is revealed. Uh, people that know me know I always watch wrestling. And one of the things I always found out, I found out sometimes <clears throat> I was watching, um, I think it was the top ten portrayal. It was a tag team partner. There were tag team partners. And when they first started uh, in the wrestling company, oh, they were friends and all this and all that. But as success came up, the true character of one of them came out. All of a sudden what happened, they abandoned that person along the way. Or they end up jumping on that person that was their tag team partner. And so what happened, because now that person got some name recognition, now what happened? I don't need you no more. Look, uh, uh, you, you're disposable. I'm on my foot. Look here, I'm on my feet now. So now I don't need you. So now, look here, we had our run as a tag team partner. In other words, we reached our limit as a tag team partner. Now I'm ready to go for the world championship. I'm I'm ready for the world championship battle, uh, the world championship title. In other words, I'm ready for my singles run. I had my fun as a tag team partner with you, but now I don't need you. Now you're dead weight. Sometimes as we get ready to pursue the purpose and plan God has for us, as we have gotten out of one war zone, what happened, we we may lose a couple of so-called friends or so-called family members. We may lose some, but get this. You just make sure you're doing your part unto God, making sure that you're blameless. Because what happens when the true character of a person is revealed, God will have to help us to be able to still function. Because there are some friends, there are some people that may be uh, 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 childhood friends or even family members that you were cool with. You did nothing to them, but they did everything to you. You were there for them, but then when it was your time to get some help, they abandoned you. Then what happened? Or, or you find out somebody that you've been knowing all your life, now they come to find out they've been talking about you or they've been trying to use you. So God can massage your heart, even in the midst of dealing with, in the midst of that, what happened. God wants you to still persevere. Now, of course, you might be hurt. That's true. And get this. You might even experience some death, death of loved ones, death of friends or whatever. But guess what? God wants you to go to him and allow him to comfort you, but also on the same token, for you to be real. Don't don't suppress it. Deal with it. You have to deal with it. This is one thing, as a matter of fact, I was, um, this was actually a, uh, it's an anniversary that's coming up. Um, <clears throat> I just go on, uh, make a short story, even shorter. I dealt with something um, some some years ago. And it was something very personal. And come to find out, that particular week, I had a lot of speaking engagements. And as I began to um, as I began to speak on a particular night, that I was really going through something. It, it was it was a lot of things that was going on. There was a message that God had gave me to give to the people. And as I was speaking that message, that message was not just for them. That message was for me. I had to preach that to myself first before I was able to preach it to somebody else. And so what happened, I spoke about Moses. 
Moses, when he hit the rock twice, Moses hit the rock. He was frustrated with the Israelites, the people that he was. Listen, Moses was the leader. There was a great responsibility over him. But he was getting frustrated because these sickness people, and God told him to speak to the rock to get some water, speak to the rock. But because of him being frustrated, he ended up being frustrated with the people. Instead of him speaking to the rock, he hit the rock, and he didn't make it to the promised land. But as I began to do some background on Moses, what happened before he had that experience, he was dealing with hurt. He was dealing with grief. He lost his biggest supporter, his sister, Miriam. He dealt with the grief, the loss of his sister that so happened to be a great supporter. And then he dealt with frustration. And so us having to realize as Christians, we dealing with things, like I said, hurt, the grief, disappointment, we got to deal with that. Because if we don't deal with it, what happens, it can carry over when we become frustrated and end up making us do something that God did not want us to do. And it caused us to disobey God when God told Moses to speak, but he ended up hitting because he was frustrated along with him dealing with the grief. And I'm going to say like that, you don't have to lose someone as far as in death to grieve. You can be dealing with the grief pertaining to a failed relationship a failed marriage, the grief. You can deal with that. And also there are some people dealing with grief because think about it. Depression, depression is real. Depression is simply a spirit that's there to press down your spirit. The get this, believers go through depression. They do. Depression is part of grief, disappointment, you know, all these things. Somebody right now, they're praying over their child. They're worrying where their child is. They may not have heard from them. But, you know, and I can't tell you something if I've never been through it. So somebody is dealing with that right now. And they look at they're like, oh, my gosh, you know, and it's easy for them to it's easy for us to tell them, well just just give it to God. Or don't worry about it. No, look, that's your child. You're concerned. That ain't worried, that's concerned. You need to know. And so there are people right now that are hurt. But yet see, in the midst of their hurt, they have to ask God to help them to still continue with the everyday everyday functions and responsibilities they gotta do. Because they still gotta go to sleep, they gotta eat, they gotta go to work, they still gotta pay these gimmicks that they call bills, these friendly reminders. And so these are the things that we got to deal with. So I hope y'all are able to hear me uh, because this is something I'm trying, uh, those who are on the um, uh, audio version of this. So, so with that, this is something that God began to deal with me on. What, what we have to do? We looked at the word reward. We looked at the word ward. We looked at the word ward. What we have to do, this is a a scripture that caught my attention. Colossians Colossians 3 and 2, it says, sexual affections on things above, not on things on earth. Now, what caught my attention 
sexual affection. Now, from what we know, affection affects all sexual. We know about affection, love, feelings, and all. Okay, let's find the dandy. That affection, based upon what we know in this Western culture, but in its proper context, that word, and this is one thing we always encourage people to look up words. Look up words and don't just use a quote unquote a regular dictionary, but use a biblical dictionary. That word affection simply means in that particular verse, focus. So we're gonna leave out the word affection and we're gonna put in the word focus. Set your focus on things above, not on things on earth. And get this, this will call my attention. <laughs> It says set your affection. It does not say plural affection. It said a singular, set your affection. Set your focus. <laughs> set your focus. Don't have your mind going every which way. But also, even in the Bible, it tells us, be transformed by the renewing of your mind. I always say that scripture, and, and whenever I say that scripture, I remind myself of that scripture. Say what? Be ye transformed by the renewing of your mind. That word transform is the word mean metamorphosis, process. That has nothing to do with time, but has everything to do with your will. So you think about it. That caterpillar being in that cocoon, they can have a will or desire to be in that cocoon for three minutes, three months, or three years is all based upon their fight. We have to fight like never before. Because get this, the longer we stay in that cocoon, the more vulnerable we are to be attacked. And be attacked meaning to be ate up by a, 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 anything that's any animal that can crawl up or even a human being that can step on that cocoon. That's one thing we got to think about. So you think about it, a butterfly can fly off and go beyond who may be attacking them or trying to attack them or trying to eat them. But a caterpillar, you think about it, there's a lot of animals that can be easily eaten that may be crawling on the ground. But it's kind of hard to catch an animal that's flying unless you can shoot. And sometimes you got to make sure you got to have a perfect aim. And so God does not want us to be crawling any longer. He wants us to have the ability to fly. And, of course, even a, a caterpillar, I'm sorry, even a butterfly, they still have legs. But most importantly, they know how to fly. So <clears throat> being able to have that mindset to change, being able to speak God's word, study God's word, recite God's word, say it out loud. See, a lot of times in the situation that we're dealing with, we talk so much about our problem, but we talk so little about our problem solved. We talk so much about our problem, but we don't talk about our solution. We talk about, oh, man, I'm, I'm, I'm dealing with this, I'm dealing with that. But we have to ask ourselves, what are we going to do about it? A lot of times, let's be honest, a lot of times we're so used to having people do it for us, and they handicap us for us to be able to do it for ourselves. 
those that know me, this is one of my pet peeves. I always tell, even sometimes some of the inmates that I talk to, look here, if you need something, don't tell nobody going to talk, tell me, and it's pertaining to you. You tell me yourself. But see, one of the things I found out, and this is just a little extra, I always tell people, especially men, don't have somebody to speak up for you. You speak up for yourself. Why? Because if a man is always relying upon somebody else to speak up for him, then what happens if that young man end up having a family, having children, having a wife, but he's been so used to having somebody else to speak up for him, then what happens if he's supposed to be the leader and the protector and the voice for the family, what happens is he don't know how to exercise his voice. He don't know how to vocalize. He don't know how to use the proper grammar to really convey the message that he, he needs for his family. So what happens, he's going to be dependent upon his wife or his woman to speak up for him. And then what happens, he's wondering why he's not receiving the respect that he desires from her. Because why? Because he don't speak up for the family. He's relying upon her to speak up for him. So that's something that we have to think about. We have to think about, we as men, I tell people, hey, look here, I don't care if you stutter. I don't care how long it takes you to get it out. The main thing is, look here, I don't have to rush. Talk. I'd rather for you to practice with me so that way you can perfect it when you're with your family. But if you don't practice with me and if you try to practice with your family, then what happens, you're going to look like a failure towards your family. So that's something I just had to bring up. So the key thing for us to be able to understand, us to be able to understand that what whatever we asking God for, the purpose of plan, or even the goals, the desires we have, that's going to be a fight. Now, I'm, I want to say, I got to say this disclaimer, and I know this is uh, uh, domestic violence awareness month. <clears throat> now, if you are in an abusive relationship, listen, you ain't got to fight for that. Get out. I'm just going to tell you like that. Those that know me, look here. When it comes down to a situation like that, I'm not going to tell you, well, you know, just pray about it. No, 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 no. God is already answering your prayers. He's telling you to get out. God did not design you to be a punching bag. So I don't want anybody to use this uh, uh, episode as an excuse to stay in an abusive relationship. Well, I got to fight for it. Uh-uh. Look here, you done done your fighting. That person already done some fighting on you. You don't stay in no relationship like that. You need to get out. So I just have to put that out there. I don't want nobody to use this as an excuse. Well, you know, uh, the man of God said I need to stay in. No, I didn't. I said get out. And I know there's been a lot of ministers. I'm going to say it like this. There's been a lot of ministers to tell their congregation they need to stay in an unhealthy relationship. But I, I always tell people that minister will say that to their congregation. But let that be their child. They'll be the man who will say, you need to get out. You need to get out. Well, if you're going to tell your daughter to get out of that relationship, you need to tell that congregation, that member that's sitting right there that you receiving that offering from, you need to tell her to get out of that relationship. I'll just put it out there. So with that being said, you got to look at also, look at whatever you do, do it unto God. Do it with all your heart, with all your mind, all your might. Look at it as you're not by yourself. The Bible tells us, God be a force, who could be against us. You may not have the support that you desire on the physical, 
or in 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 the um on this earthly side. But as long as God is with you, look here. Number one, you're not by yourself, but also God will send people here on earth to support you. So don't worry about who left you. Just think about who hasn't left you. God hasn't left you. You do everything unto God. And I'm telling you from firsthand experience, I don't care if a thousand people leave you and you just got one person. God Sometimes God has to trim the fat for you to be able to reach the purpose and plan God has for you. There are some people that have to leave your life in order for you to receive your blessing for your life. Because sometimes, oh, my gosh, sometimes we gather people in our life that God did not authorize us or God did not design for us to be with, and they're the ones that's hindering our blessings. Well, I'm trying to have, I'm a good-hearted person. Okay, it's a lot of good-hearted people that are right now in poverty because they're giving to people that God did not authorize them to give to. So I have to say that. Matter of fact, I have to I have to say that because so many times, so many people they feel like, well, you know, uh, if the Bible says better to give than to receive. Yeah, but also God give us wisdom. He wanted to discern. Look here, Jesus was never no fool, and Jesus is not just our role model, but He's our goal model. But also, we have to understand God wants us to be wise. The Bible tells us to be wise as a serpent, but harmless as a dove. God wanted to use common sense. God wanted to protect ourselves because remember this, we're not the owners, we're the managers. So God did not want us to give to people where it's not going to flourish or honor his name. Anytime God gives us something, it's a blessing. It's blessed. But wherever God wants us to give to, it's going to bless. God did not want us to give a blessing to someone that is going to curse them or give it to a cursed source or resource. We got to understand that. So understanding, do it with all we have. Do it the right way, the God's way. Also, I I, I actually uh, put this on a post uh, a couple days ago. I said, we want God to say well done. But in order for God to say well done, we have to do our job well. In other words, God wants us to do unto him, do it unto him and do it with all our heart, with all of our mind, and do it as if he's watching, because he's with us. And for us to be able to do it and do it where that way he gets the glory and the honor. But also you want to make sure whatever you do, you want to make sure that you leave your job when it's finished. Never leave a job undone. Whenever there's a job that's undone, that means you're not ready for promotion. You're not ready for elevation. God never allowed you to graduate when you have not completed your courses. So if you want to complete, if you want your graduation, you got to complete your course. In other words, not just going into the war zone, but coming out. Like I said, if you want God to say well done, make sure your job is done well. Also, to live, living and doing so where you have no regret. Living and doing so where you have no regret. Like I said, when we do our job, it is designed to help us to be able to, we can exhale, we can be finished. Also, on the same token, I'm going I'm to say this and we're going to get ready to go to the phone line. I see some people on the phone line. 
Don't be afraid. Uh, matter of fact, I'm, I'm going to go up here. Your goal is to feed and to fuel your appetite or where you're going, importantly, more of who you are now. Your goal is feeding your appetite of where you're going and also who you are right now. It's feeding your appetite of who you are right now to help you become who God wants you to be because God never sees us as who we are right now. He sees us as who we can become and who we'll be become. But we have to continue. And unfortunately, many times, I'm going to say it like this. See, God knows our potential. God sees our potential. But we can't allow people or we can't judge people based on their potential. We have to judge them based on their reality. But God help us, and God wants us to be able to, hey, look here. He knows what he invested into us, but he wants to make sure that he has a return on what he has invested into us. So God is the only one that can go based upon our potential. And we don't need to go based upon other people's potential. So I have to say that. So our goal is to feed our appetite of where we are and also where we're going. Because one of the things we have to realize, time does not wait for anybody. Also, we cannot be afraid to be wrong. We cannot be afraid to be wrong. We cannot be afraid of failure. We cannot be too proud to ask for help. We cannot be too proud for to say, you know what, I need help. Some point of our life, we all need assistance. Matter of fact, even the president, the president has what advisors. The key thing is, you might not be the smartest people, but what you need to do, you need to center yourself around smart people that are knowledgeable about what you're trying to do or where you're trying to go. You need to have your own advisor. The, the president role, or any president or any prime minister, that's a great example of how we need to have the mindset to put those principles in place in our life. Also, find your why. Why Why the fight? You have to have a reason that's going to help you keep on going. One of my reasons, my son. One of my reasons, I have to continue. Matter of fact, I'm going to show you all two things. I have to have my reason. My reason is my son. Now, the first thing, this necklace right here, this Texas necklace, I bought this when I was 18 years old, and I still wear it to this day. I held on to it. My goal is to give it to my son when he turns 18. But also this right here, this is what my son gave me for Father's Day a couple years ago. I keep this close to my heart. I held on to this necklace, this Texas necklace, for many years. And when I had a child, and especially a boy, I'm like, well, I would love to give it to him. So I know there may be a time that I will part from that Texas necklace. But this father necklace, I'll never part from it. Matter of fact, he gave me this uh, prayer bracelet also. It has the Lord's Prayer. And it made me think, wow, my son is praying for me. And also, he wants me to understand the power of prayer. So I'm like, hey, I appreciate that, you know. So I just had to bring that up. So with that being said, matter of fact, uh, thank you, Miss Miss Floyd. Thank you, Miss Crystal Floyd. She said the domestic violence hotline. 
1-800-799-7233. That's the hotline number. Matter of fact, I'm going to repeat it again. Thank you. Thank you, Ms. Floyd. The Floyd family. Crystal and uh, Derek. Thank you all. So now we're going to go to the phone line. I'm going to go ahead and uh, give an opportunity to have those who are on the phone line who have been patiently waiting to be on here. I really appreciate y'all. <clears throat> I'm going to see if I can do this. Right here. Oh, coming on to Reconnect My Heart podcast. You're on the air. How you doing today? Oh, I'm good. Yes, sir. Did you hear me, Yes, sir. Yes, sir. Yes, sir. How you doing today, sir? Uh, I'm doing great. Um, another wonderful lesson. Uh, I really enjoyed it, one that was needed. Um, <clears throat> especially the part about uh, sometimes as Christians, uh, we get to focus on our God story, and we kind of think that everybody is going through the same thing or the same way. But one of the key points you brought out, which I really love, is the fact that there are some people that's gone through some really, really heavy stuff, you know, some things that really altered their lives from childhood, you know, on up. Uh, but one of the things you said, yes, you know, we're going to pray about it. We're going to uh, give it to the Lord. We're going to let the Spirit take charge. But one thing that individuals should do is pray for godly counsel, right, so that God can lead them to somebody that, you know, uh, is going to be able to help them through that situation. So, no, it was, it was great. I, I just I really appreciate that point um, because, you know, some sometimes people, you know, will start to think, well, I can't find help or, you know, I can't even see God. How's God going to help me? Well, God, like you said, is going to send somebody to help them, somebody with a, you know, with a God-driven life, somebody who's living for the Lord, somebody who's, who's, you know, worshiping God and keeping his commandments, that's the type of counsel you want, right? So um, a person that's in trouble, just just pray for godly counsel. You know, pray for God to send that person in your life, and he will. And like you said, you know, study his word. That's how we listen to his voice, to study his word. But I just want to give you kudos for bringing that subject up because it was well needed. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. <laughs> thank you. Um <laughs> I thank God for the ram in the bush because uh, I don't know what happened, but when I first got ready to get on this uh, show, the uh, I had no connection, and I couldn't see it. It looked like it was connected, but it wasn't connected. And then uh, God told me to do something, and I did it, and then it started working. And then as I began to speak on something, I can't remember what it was, but all of a sudden I just lost power. And God said, hey, mm-hmm. just like how I said about Moses, you got the tools, use that rod in your hand. God said, hey, uh-huh. you got the phone right there. Pick it up and use that. And I was like, okay, uh-huh. Lord, thank you. So I thank God for that. So right I appreciate you and continue to keep us lift up. And, and once again, I appreciate your help, your support, and, your, and, and everything. No problem. No problem. Yes, sir. Anytime. God bless you. I, I appreciate you now. Okay. Look like I see a familiar number right here. Like uh, one of my heroes, one of my heroes, right here. Uh, hello, welcome to Reconnect My Heart. How you doing today, sir? I'm doing well. How are you? Doing good, doing good, doing good, doing good. You're welcome. Once You're welcome again. to give some words of wisdom, whatever the Lord lay upon your heart. <laughs> well, I just want to just commend you on this 
uh, lesson uh, tonight. I only got in on the last half of it, uh, just like uh, I know how you are with your son and my son. Uh, his thing is to call me when he's traveling from work uh, heading home. And so I missed the first part of it, but the part that I caught, I enjoyed. I thank God for you, and I'm just continuing to encourage you, just continues to uh, listen to God and bring such great uh, lessons and messages to us that you've been uh, bringing to us, and uh, just keep the good work up, okay? I appreciate you. I appreciate you. And next time you talk to him, tell him I say hello. <laughs> I sure will. All right. All right. Thank you now. All right, like uh, another friend of mine, one of my, one of my, uh, if you want, to, I don't want to say partners in crime, I'll say partners in Christ. <laughs> um, how you doing today, sir? Welcome to Rick Nightmare Heart. How you doing today? Hello. Yes, sir. Yes, sir. How, how you, you doing, doing today? All right. I was just listening in and tuning in and George's uh, show, uh, and this is a, a lot of. It's a lot of uh, abusive power that's been in the church, and not only the church, but in every instance, in you know, in every organization, there's been abusive power. But the yeah. um, the main thing that we have to remember that the scripture is full of uh, uh, what we're talking about today at Sunday school. Ask, and uh, uh, many times we have to be able to. Ask. And, I, and I want you to back up and say that we, we, we pray about it and find the right people to ask questions so we can get the right help or get the right whatever we need and uh, 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 biblical scriptures or whatever we need. But we, we have to come out of our – I know some people are timid because of what they're going through and uh, all that kind of stuff, but in order to be helped, uh, all organizations say you first must admit that you have a problem. And then once mm-hmm. you admit that you have a situation going on, you can be helped because now you invested in it, in the part of being helped. And so it's our jobs as Christians. You know, a lot of people say that, you know, and I don't want to get in that side that they was hurt by, but Christians don't hurt, Christ, you know, people, really. I mean, if you study the Bible, they, they don't hurt people. Other people hurt people because they're walking in their own what own ways. But when we have the love of Christ in us, we're concerned about everybody. We want to make sure that everybody's healed, delivered, and set free. And that's what God is requiring us to do in this hour, to, to make sure that everybody's healed, delivered, and set free. Why? Because when we look at everything as a soul, a, a soul, when we look at everything as a soul, we won't look at the outer appearance of a person. We'll look at that inward man that needs fixing. And when we begin to work on that inward man, then the outward man will come into compliance. And that's what we have to realize, that many times we uh, look at people when they're showing actions that we don't like or, or when they're talking to us in ways, and we have to realize that it's not that person that's actually doing that, but it's a spirit that's working in them. And we have to find out what it is, and then, and more importantly, we want to have that soul delivered and set free. And the Bible says, he that wins the soul is wise. And so we have to ha- execute wisdom when we're dealing with people in order that we don't continue to hurt or do damage to people. And then we also have to admit that when it's above our head and, and, and just tell them, you know, I don't have the answer, but I'm going to find somebody that has that answer for you because I didn't go through that. I haven't been through that. 
but I know some people that can probably help you. And so anyway, we enjoyed the show. We're praying for you. We're praying for the people all over that that in, in abusive situation. We're praying for the kids that, you know, right now what we realize tonight, many kids are in abusive situations because they're struggling with being in school, not knowing if they're going to be sick uh, from the COVID or not. So we we have a lot of mental issues going on in, in, in the world today. And if we as people of God, we need to stay on our knees and begin to pray for all these mental conditions that's going on now so that, the people of God and, and other people's minds won't be stressed out from what they're going through. So we thank God for you. We bless you and uh, give you all the praise and honor to God. Be the glory. And we thank you for you taking out the time to be on your show because somebody needs to hear this, and that's why God has you in mind. All oh, right. Yes, I, I thank you so much. And um, and like I said, I, I just thank God even for, even for those things that were said because, a lot of times it takes it takes us to be able to really just like I said, have a conversation especially to let people know, hey, look here, God has not forgotten about you. But in the midst of whatever that you may be dealing with, regardless of what it is, like I said, each one of us may have our own personal struggle. Some people may have a, a corporate struggle within their family. But the key thing is no matter what situation that we face, God is there to help us in whatever it is. And that was the cool thing that I thought about. Uh, um, even uh, I was talking to, like I said, I was talking to uh, um, my friend today, uh, Derek Richardson. I was talking to him. And even when I was showing the analogy about uh, Moses, um, him allowing the frustration, the anger, getting to him, and he had already dealt with the grief and everything, losing his sister, losing his support. And I, it hit me. I'm like, man. That's the situation I mean, you know, I was, um, I was, uh, I, I ended up doing that message. Actually, I did that message that was October the 16th of 2019, excuse me, 2018. I did that message October 19th, 2018. And then six months later, I ended up losing my sister. And like I said, those who have never dealt with the loss of a sister or a, a sibling, friend, all that stuff, and especially how it happened, I wish that on nobody. But in the midst of that, I found out for myself. I found out for myself that God could be a comforter. God could be a healer. And, of course, I grew up in church. You know, uh, my father's a pastor, all that stuff. So I, I, I know all of that stuff. I heard scriptures and all that stuff. I've heard what God can do for other people. We read what God can do uh, in the Bible. We've heard testimonies from people who are living right now. But God wants to do something specifically for your life and in your life. And so what God was telling me, but this was an opportunity in the midst of whatever happened. One of the things we always think about, what the devil meant for evil, God can turn it and spend it for our good. But we have to allow him to. That means give him access in whatever situation that we face. So that means that in whatever situation that we face, let God have access to it and in it. And, you know, my, da- my dad has said, my dad has always said, even as a kid, kind of all joy. He said, there's some good that can come out of every situation. He said, it may, not, it may not feel good. He said, you might not be able to see how to be good, but some way, somehow, 
trust God. And even if it looks like there's a little glimpse of hope, hold on to that and allow that for God to illuminate that so that way that good can outshadow whatever situation you may have faced. And so I want to encourage you all, true enough, I may not know your story. Your story may be different than mine. My story may be different than yours. Our story may be different than somebody else. But no matter how your story is, no matter what your story is, God can narrate whatever the devil tries to do in your life, in my life. God can rewrite it to the original way to help us to be able to receive his blessing in spite of how the devil tried to narrate it where it was against the purpose of plan God had for us. So I want to encourage you all, no matter what it is, there's nothing too hard for God. And we want to use it as an opportunity for us to be able to really just come to God and really just be transparent. Matter of fact, I see someone on there right now. Thank God for y'all. There's a lot of people that I know, especially, like I said, this being Domestic Violence Awareness Month, there's a lot of people that I have, I have met through different groups, different organizations pertaining to domestic violence. I want to let you all know I thank y'all allowing me to be a part of y'all life, and also I thank God for y'all being a part of my life. And also to let you all know that God has not forgotten about us, regardless of us meeting in these uncomfortable situations. But in the midst of that, God created a family within the family. Now, true enough, there have been some people that may have lost family members, such as myself. We may have lost family members because of this ill disease called domestic violence. But in the midst of that, God is getting the glory because He, God is merging people. God is bringing relationships and friendships together. Because when I feel weak, I have people that's helping me, that encourages me, that uplifts me. And also, in case those people who may feel weak, those people who may feel like, Oh, I, I'm 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 missing my loved one. I'm missing that all of a sudden God will put y'all on our heart for us to reach out to you thinking about you. I'm praying for you. You know, you may feel the absence of your love of a sibling, but God is saying, Here, I'm sending someone to let you know that I love you. They love you. So God God knows how to work some things out where God can show us, you know what, no matter what the devil's trying to do. He ain't going to win, and we refuse to let him win. So I want to encourage you all, true enough, this right here, this fight that we're dealing with, sometimes even in this situation called life, it could be struggle. It could be hard, but guess what? Don't give up. Don't give up. You were not designed to give up. You were designed to persevere. You either ran a good race. You will complete it. And so my prayer is that God give us the strength, the endurance, the patience, the wisdom, tend to run the race, not just in this race pertaining to our Christian journey, but just even pertaining to our purpose and plans. God did not want you to abandon the hopes and the dreams that you have. Look here, just because you, just because you may have, look here, you may have made some mistakes. You may have had some children out of wedlock. You may have had to abandon your hopes and your dreams, your schedules, your plans to raise your children when the children's father was no longer around. You may not have gotten to support or people that you were anticipating, okay? But guess what? Don't give up on your hopes and dreams. There was a young lady. Matter of fact, I'm going to reach out to her. 
there was a young lady that I met a couple of years ago. She ended up having a couple of kids. I can't remember exactly. I know at least two or three, two or three or four, one or the other. I can't remember. But you know what she did? She went back to college, and she graduated. She graduated. And you know what? That was a success story, even for not, not just her, but myself. We can't look here. Sometimes life or even our choices that we made in our life, what we need to do, we need to forgive ourselves. And guess what? Don't throw your hopes and dreams in the trash can. Even if you have it right here on the side, you can still have it accessible where you can pick it back up. One of the things I realized, just like on a computer, we're looking on a computer right now, you can put something in the trash. But if you look at your desktop, on your desktop, you have something called a recycle bin. A recycle bin. Trash was designed to be permanent where it's deleted. But on your computer, you got a recycle bin. In other words, you might have in your mindset just put it in the trash, but that computer has a recycle bin where just in case you need to go back into that recycle bin, you can easily retract it from the recycle bin and put it back in progress. So allow your, listen, don't allow the devil to make you delete your hopes and dreams and your plans. You might have it in the recycle bin, but that doesn't mean that you don't have access to get it out. God will give you the wisdom, the timing to get it out, and for you to be able to do what you need to do to complete the purpose and plan that God has for you. So as we get ready to pray, whatever hopes and your dreams that you have, put it up before God. Just in case you may not be saved, Romans 10 and 9 tells us, Thou shalt confess the Lord Jesus Christ our Savior, and believe the heart of God, raise him from the dead, thou shalt be saved. With the heart man believes unto righteousness, and with the mouth confession is made unto salvation. It's not too late. As long as there's breath in your body, it's still not too late. You know what? Just, well, well, I'm 60 years old, and I should have went to school. Well, guess what? It ain't too late. Because if you live another 20 years, you know what? You can be an 80-year-old person, but will you be the 80-year-old person with or without a degree? That's the way to think about it. Life don't go on. But are you going to go and reach back or reach forward? That's something you got to think about. So as we get ready to pray, we want you to have every petition up before God. We have the Father, we coming to you right now. We thank you, Lord, for your offering. We coming to you right now. We acknowledge your presence on today. We come to you right now, God. Ask God to forgive us of anything that's in us is unlike you, God. We ask you, God, for your forgiveness, and we receive your forgiveness, and we thank you for your forgiveness. We come to you right now, God, telling you thank you, God, for everything you've done, God, everything that you are right now, God. Thank you, Lord, for not giving up on us, God, severing, God. Help us, God, to have the endurance, God, the long suffering that we need, God, to receive and to accomplish what you have for us, God. Helping us to reach our goals, our purpose, God, our hopes, our dreams right now. In the name of Jesus, and we bind everything the devil stands for. We counsel the devil's assignment right now. In the name of Jesus, and we thank you, Lord, for not giving up on us, God. God, we even ask God to help us, God, to forgive ourselves right now, God. If we've done anything, God, that may have prolonged, God, our war zone, God, God, we ask God to forgive us right now, God, and help us, God, to forgive ourselves right now, God. Help us, God, to no longer make foolish decisions or unwise decisions right now, God, but help us, God, to seek wise counsel, godly counsel right now. In the name of Jesus, God, help us, God, to even to evaluate those that we may have in our circle, God. If there's anyone that may be 
going against your purpose and the plans that you have for us right now, God. Help us, God, to be able to identify them, God, and help us, God, to be able to even to move beyond, God, what the devil tried to set these booby traps or even to remove the focus from us to be able to achieve, achieve what you have for us right now, God. If there's anybody that we have chosen that you did not authorize, God, we give permission to move it out the way right now. Move them out the way right now, God. In the name of Jesus, God, help us, God, to stay fixated on you, God. Help us, God, to trust on you and trust in you right now, God. God, you already said in your word, God, Matthew 6 and 33, seek ye first the kingdom of God and his righteousness, and all these things shall be added unto us, God. So, God, help us, God, to seek you first, God her altar right now, God. And God, you already said in your word, God, the steps of a good man are ordered by you, God. So God, ask you, God, to order our steps right now in every area of our lives right now in the name of Jesus, God. We speak it right now, God, that you also, God, you also, God, remove every obstacle, God. We speak, God, that you make our pathway straight right now, God, in the name of Jesus. And Lord, we thank you, Lord, for this testimony from this, God. We thank you, Lord, for helping, God, who, those who may be grieving, God, Comfort them right now. Be with them right now, God. Help them, God. Massage their heart right now, God. Comfort them right now, God. In the name of Jesus, Lord, we even hold up the Logan family right now, God. Holding them up before you right now, God. In the name of Jesus, God. God, we speak, God, that you help them, God, to understand, God, that you will be a father to the fatherless, a mother to the motherless, God, a sister to the sisterless right now, God. Help them right now, God. And, Lord, even speaking right now, God, those who may not be saved or those who may not be delivered, God, help them to see you even in the midst of their hurt right now, God, in the name of Jesus. And we thank you, Lord, for supplying every one of our needs right now, God, in the name of Jesus. And we give you the glory and the honor and the praise. In Jesus' name we pray. We say amen, amen, amen. I want to thank each and every one who tuned in. Uh, If you want to get in contact with me, you can catch me on Facebook. Um, my name is Brother Prater. On Facebook, I have my daily devotions and also my videos. Also, you can go to my website at www.brotherprater.com. Uh, you can see my uh, daily devotions. You can see my videos. Also, you can see my personal appearances that I'll be having. Also, you can go to the source section of my book where you can purchase my book, A Few Good Men, A Path to God of Fatherhood. Two Good Men was written to inform uh, the men, the, the needs and the responsibilities that they have for their families, their children, also even their children's mother, regardless if they're with them or not. Also, it's a conversation that we have where it talks to the ladies to help them be able to identify the qualities of a good man, of a good man, and the qualities of a bad man. Also, it helps them to be able to uh, identify a potential future father, uh, present or future uh, uh, father to their children. Uh, so I, not just having this for the men, but it's also for the ladies. Also, for my book, The Girl Who Was Her Brother's Keeper, this is uh, also a book that I wrote in honor in memory of my sister, Sheila Prater. Uh, unfortunately, she was killed uh, in the hands of domestic violence and, um, you know, just continued to be, not just be praying for me, but also there are so many others that have gone through this horrific uh, situation. And, you know, this is this is not just my son, this is my friend. This is my, my buddy. This is my buddy. And, uh, you know, continue to be praying for us. Continue to be praying for me. You know, um, and, and, and on a personal note, I take domestic violence very seriously. 
um, and I want you to take it very seriously. Come down to threats. Come down to uh, threats and negative words, comments, all this stuff. Don't take it lightly. Take it all seriously. And one thing I will say, you never know who's dealing with it. You never know. So we're going to be praying for those who may be dealing with it. Hey, get some help. And for those who may feel like they don't have a voice, know that God gave you a voice. And know if you want to get out, there's a way to get out. God will make a way. As long as God is on point, he will make a way. But I tell people, don't take it lightly. When you get out, stay out. When you get out, stay out. And also, not just avoiding that particular person, but be able to identify that spirit because you're never going to try to bring that spirit back to somebody else. So I just want to encourage those who may be uh, watching. So I want to thank each and every one who are tuning in, and I thank each and every one for watching and listening to Reconnect My Heart. God bless you, God bless you, and good night. Okay, round two. Name something that's not boring. A laundry? Ooh, a book club. Computer solitaire, huh? Ah, oh, sorry. We were looking for Chumba Casino. That's right. Chumbacasino.com has over 100 casino-style games. Join today and play for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. Chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. Over by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details.